Easter is just around the corner, and what better way to celebrate the spring season than with a Miki Couture blanket? Whether you're gathering with family for an Easter egg hunt or just enjoying a quiet day at home, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Easter festivities. Made with ultra-soft and luxurious materials, these blankets will keep you cozy and comfortable, while their stylish designs will add a touch of spring to your day. And with a wide range of colors and patterns to choose from, there's a Minky blanket for everyone. So this Easter, make your day even brighter with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket just in time for Easter. Happy Easter from Minky Couture. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This whole annoying conversation, it's like talking to someone who, who watches a soap opera that doesn't change for like 35 years. And there's evil twins and wives come back from the dead. These are stupid stories. And they never change. It goes on forever. This is the Leafs. The Leafs are the Y&R. And, and it's, but except the Y&R I kind of like. There is nothing enjoyable about having a Leaf conversation. This is the Rod Peterson Show. That was Mike Richards talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs discussion. And he couldn't be more bang on. But it's a wonderful intro to hour two. I was saying last hour, if you missed it, and you, maybe you did, probably did. We're going to have fun today on this U.S. Thanksgiving break with tradition. Believe it or not, we have formatics and try to stay somewhat on schedule. That's not what we're doing here today. The NFL fans have vacated because there's a triple header on this U.S. Thanksgiving. They're not watching now. They're watching Green Bay and Detroit, and I'm okay with that. And just before we bring in our next guest here to kick off hour two, and I'll tell you later on, Sean Lemon from the Great Cap Champion Montreal Alouettes will be with us. No games in the NHL today. It's U.S. Thanksgiving, and let's talk about last night. 14 games in the NHL. Five Canadian teams were on the road. Montreal won at Anaheim 5-3. The Winnipeg Jets won at Tampa Bay 3-2 in overtime. And losing on the road were Vancouver at Colorado 5-2. Flames at Nashville 4-2. And the Edmonton Oilers dropping a 6-3 decision to the Carolina Hurricanes. So can we please bring in our hockey analyst, Serena Taylor, one half of the wildly popular Cats and Bolts podcast and the biggest Oilers fan I know. And Serena, there have been people writing in this week saying, what does Serena think about the Oilers? What does Serena think? I'm, I'm tired of passing it along. I want to bring you on and you can talk about the Edmonton Oilers and what they need to do. Please go. I'm at a loss, to be honest, because I look at it like this. If Ken Holland hasn't figured out how to fix this, how the hell is the average fan going to figure this out? We don't know. The players don't know. They don't know what's going on. And I think back to, let's say, 10 to 15 years ago when the Oilers weren't as good. I'm like, we knew we sucked. And it was aggravating to watch. It was painful to watch. It was, I was always angry at it and upset. This time it's a lot different because that disappointment and the frustration is a completely different feeling. Like you were just saying to me this morning, I've never seen anything like it. I, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know one person that's come in and said, I feel like if they did this, it would help. You can, they take McDavid and Dreisaitl off the lines, then they put them on the lines, and then they take them off the same line. Nothing is sparking anything for them right now. And yes, the goaltending is weak, and yes, the defense is weak. We all know that. It's always been like that. It was like that the last two years when they had really strong performing teams. So there's clearly a disconnect, and I just don't, I honestly am baffled. Okay, so by the way, Calgary, you're not off the hook either. We're going to get into that. And just to give you an idea of what we're doing here, Bob Watts watching right now in Edmonton on Game Plus TV. He writes in, he says, Flames need to bring back Sutter. Oilers need to dump one of the two, uh, the two superstars. Use the proceeds of that to build for the future. Clean out the management group. Everyone above the coaching level, right up to it, including the president, goes. That's from Bob in Edmonton. 
but it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. People are saying to me now, what do they need to do? I'm like, you should have asked me a month ago when I was saying it because they just gave the GM a new three-year contract. Like, it's cleaning house. I'm not sure. The owners just fired a coach, so that's not an option. And Serena has said to me multiple times, just like Don Cherry used to say to Ron McLean, you don't give me enough time on this show. So that's why I've given Serena a full 40 minutes today to get into everything. Because I'm like, let's, let's go back to Monday night. We watched the orders lose in Tampa. We watched it on television. But we were there live in sunrise here Monday night to watch the orders jump out to a 2-0 lead but then lose 5-3. You were asking people in the press box, Serena, what's wrong with the orders. And you saw their management people up close, and I feel like you didn't get any satisfactory answers upon asking. Because nobody knows. You know, like what Bob was saying about the Oilers having to dump one of their super size No, that's what they did. They built for this team. You don't start throwing things away. With, this is what you built for. The Oilers were rebuilding so that they could have this team. We're not a rebuilding team right now. These guys are supposed to be producing. And I know the other night Mark Spector got roasted for asking McDavid the question. And McDavid's like, well, you love to ask this question. We just got to keep the puck out of the net. First of all, last time I checked, you were not the goaltender, Connor. Second of all, you're wearing the same captaincy that Wayne wore when he said the best defense is a good offense. So you guys got to start putting the puck in the net. Everybody's quick to blame. And I know McDavid takes a lot of crap. That guy just takes it on the chin. But at the end of the day, you lost 5-3 with an, I think it was an empty net goal. And it's like, you just have to score more goals. Even if you lose 2-1, you were up to nothing. So you're putting the puck in the net. McDavid is obviously still productive, but he's not the McDavid that he was last year and the year before. And same thing with Dreisaitl, and that's what they're missing. Uh, I'm just now delving into the comments here. Randy from Winnipeg says, a Serena rant. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, everybody seems to. John in Edmonton says, should they trade Jack Campbell to Montreal or Arizona? Those are two rumored cities. That reminds me, by the way, I'm seeing on social media now the Calgary and again, we will get to the Calgary thing, even though Serena loathes them. And I get that. She's a good oiler gal. They're, they're done in Calgary, the media, Serena. They're talking about we will trade this person for that person, and this is what we'll get back to sell off the rebuild. We will get to that. But I kind of want your take on this one thing. They brought in Connor McDavid's agent, Jeff Jackson, as what? I don't know, because Ken Holland is still the general manager. You saw him in a prominent role in the press box the other night. Do you think that they don't know who's in charge in Edmonton because they've brought in Jeff Jackson? Did you really need to bring in Jeff Jackson? Is there some sort of friction there with the orders with Ken Holland as the GM? It seems like a very Euler-esque thing to do. Things were going fine, everybody. Why did you need to bring in Jeff Jackson? And now you do, and this happened. Nobody's brought that up, but it's one thing I've noticed. Does that have any weight in your mind? No, that's just grasping at straws. What they're doing up there and what everybody's doing isn't affecting the play on the ice. It's not. These are professionals. There is a disconnect. You know, I feel like I personally never felt like Jay Woodcroft was the answer. He had a stacked team that was playing really well and everybody was upset. Why are you firing Woodcroft? Well, they had to do something. You have to do something, right? But I don't think that they went from one coach that wasn't like a fantastic, great coach. He was a good leader for them, obviously, because they liked playing for him. Sometimes it's more about who you like playing for and the whole purpose behind that. But in my opinion, you're showing your team we're bringing in an even less experienced head coach to try to fix the problem. If you're on a team that's struggling and your upper brass is going, okay, well, we're going to get rid of this guy that you guys have played really well for, and we're going to bring in a guy with even less head coaching experience. It's pretty tough 
to have that respect for that guy. Granted, I've seen the Oilers bring in Pat Quinn and do absolutely nothing. So it's not the whole general list of what I'm saying here is that regardless of who's up top making decisions, whoever's coaching, whoever's doing this, whoever's doing that, it doesn't matter. There's a disconnect on the ice. We're not seeing the same Leon Dreisaitl that we've seen. And you can tell he's frustrated. He's trying as hard as he possibly can. It's not for lack of effort. But every time Edmonton turns the puck over, forget it. The defense is so bad defensively that puck's going to go in the net. And there was two really bad, bad, bad breaks the other night against Florida that led to two Florida goals. It's just luck, bad luck. Yeah, well, that doesn't last forever. Um, but it's too late for Jay Woodcroft. I believe that they did uh, jump the, uh, pull the trigger too early on that one. But John Ohm says, Connor McDavid is either the most patient oiler in history or just waiting to get out of his contract and on a contender. And I want to ask you that because I've stopped talking about McDavid leaving. He's playing fantastic. He's playing fantastically. Probably not scoring as much as everybody would like or he would like, but he did score the two the other night here in Sunrise, scored on a penalty shot. Like, he's not the problem. And I think we've asked you this on this show before, but do you envision a day that he asks for a trade or leaves when his contract's up? I mean, again, it's hard to say. Last time we asked me, the Oilers weren't stinking it out. And... I still don't, I feel like he's a professional, whether he's patient or whatever you want to call it. He has shown everybody that he is nothing less than a sheer professional. So whether he wants out of his contract or wants to leave after his contract's up, I don't know. I can't speculate. Would it be more tempting now? Sure. But yes, he's, yes, he scored two goals the other night, but I've also seen a player that looks like he's scrambling a little bit lately. He takes the puck up ice, gets across the blue, the blue line, turns it over, back they go. And I'm not saying he doesn't back check. He does. He works really hard. But there's just a disconnect. The, maybe the other teams are starting to figure out. Every time McDavid gets the puck, this is where he's going. Not that you can catch him, but you can set things up. Just like the Oilers' power play was the best ever last year, and they can't get it going. Every time... Connor tries to pass it over to Dreisaitl. It's, it's broken up. It's broken up. It hits somebody. Things are, they're just playing the Oilers a little differently than they used to be. Yeah, well, I go back to this. And, and again, you, if nobody has any answers, here's mine. Everything was fine. You've lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champions the last two years, right? So you bring back essentially the exact same team, and then you add Jeff Jackson. I'll just say it again. Why would you do this? Why would you tinker with this? Because that's what's different from a year ago. And I do believe that it does start at the top, and I do believe it filters what goes on on the ice or the field. That's just me, and I think everybody's allowed their own opinion as to what's wrong, what's going on. How about this? People are saying that they're paying too much. You you read the comment from Bob or you heard it, uh, to these two superstars, McDavid and Drysaddle, there's not enough depth throughout the lineup. All the time we've spent in Calgary, I just think this is a little funny, where they don't have any stars, major stars, and they're like, we don't have a McDavid. They whine about that in Calgary. We don't have a star. <laughs> I'm like, is this, is this just not a bunch of big excuses from everybody? People love to talk about the Oilers' depth. And I don't understand that for the life of me, because you're not going to have four strong lines. There's no other team that does. You have the Oilers, the top two lines of the Oilers. I will take those any day of the week, but it's not like the train falls off the tracks. You see how hard the Fogles and the McLeods and everybody works on the third and fourth line. I feel secure when I see Warren Fogle on the ice. I feel like he's not going to make a mistake. So I don't know why everybody likes to talk smack about it. It makes no sense to me. Nobody, as I talked about 
a while back. You have 32 teams in the league now compared to 21 that you used to have however 20, 30 years ago. The talent has completely been dispersed. So no team is going to have four solid lines. There's a purpose to each line. And I don't, I mean, if anybody watched Fogel's line in the playoffs last year, I mean, you couldn't beat the work ethic. And like I said, they're not making mistakes. McDavid was out on the ice for a lot of goals the other night. Darnell Nurse is always on the ice when the other team scores. It, it, there's a lot more things they need to worry about than the third line. Um, when we come back, we're not taking a break for a couple of minutes, but there is a question that we've put out. What's your go-to? And I thank Jeff and Yorkton for it. What's your go-to must-have Thanksgiving supper item? Okay, and people have written in with that, so you can think about that in the break. I'm having fun with this, and I hope you are, and I appreciate you coming on to talk about it, as promised. Reg Dunlop writes in. That's his account, Reg Dunlop. He says, <laughs> one word, dot, 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 Babcock. And I will say, stop. Even the Babcock supporters don't think Babs will ever come back, or should. So don't say Babs. But what about the guy that Bob said Sutter? Well, just, just what about this? And we'll get to Calgary after the break. He was supposed to be the problem, Serena, right? That's what the players said in their exit meetings, remember? And they, they suck even worse now. And he got fired. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, bringing him back. Well, they're not going to bring him back. That guy's public enemy number one around Calgary. He's too opinionated. NHL coaches now know they have to keep their mouths shut or they're not going to have a job regardless. Doesn't matter how good of a coach they are. So Sutter's not coming back for a variety of reasons. Not because he's not capable, has nothing to do with it. You just, you don't necessarily do very well when you go back to a job that you got fired for. Getting fired in the NHL as a head coach is a lot different than working down at the local store and getting fired because you did something stupid. Everybody gets fired all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess the point is, is this just fans speak and a few media saying that maybe they jumped the gun to, to fire Sutter or Woodcroft and you didn't really know what's going on behind the scenes or not? I'm just, you know, this is what people are bringing up. Jets fans have some questions for you too. So you don't go anywhere and nobody go anywhere. We'll be right back with more on this U.S. Thanksgiving Day edition of the RP Show. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. It's contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. 
It's our U.S. Thanksgiving special. How about that? And checking in with Super Carpenter text line. 902-518-3033. You can always reach us on the Sober Carpenter text line. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Yum. There's some in the fridge that are just tempting, Serena. Maybe we'll celebrate Thanksgiving later on today with those from the text line. Rob in, uh, we can bring Serena on here when, when you get, there she is. Rob in Cold Lake, Alberta says, kudos to John Liu, great guest. He was on with us Last hour, he says, very informative, and he doesn't answer in cliches, very analytical, and he has a very good vocabulary. Bring him on anytime. Brian from Hudson Bay, regarding go-to Thanksgiving items, meal items, Serena, Brian says, pierogies and my mom's homemade macaroni and cheese. God rest her soul. I miss that lady. And Nolan in Saskatoon says, stuffing. Stuffing is the best. <laughs> have to have it. Uh, yours? I'm definitely a turkey person, but stuffing would be the must-have. I have to have a good stuffing. There's nothing more disappointing than when you go to someone's house and the stuffing just doesn't taste good. Because it's hit and miss sometimes with someone's stuffing and it's like, oh, this is a disappointment. So I have to have stuffing, but I'm pretty sure mm. it's going to be good today. Well, as my mom, she called it dressing. Um, you want to tell the audience where we're going later today? I'm qu quite excited about it. Well, dressing is a Canadian thing. Uh, most of my friends call it dressing back home, but we're going to Ruth's Chris for dinner. They have a nice turkey Thanksgiving kind of spread. So that's going to be, that's going to be what's happening. We've been invited to several places, but we're going to Ruth's Chris. This is the one that won out. Uh, and while we're on the topic, before we switch it back to the National Hockey League, we sh on the topic of food, you got a national television audience, radio in Atlanta, talk about Eat Fitness, your company, and how, people, how you could help them out here uh, with their nutrition game and fitness game. Yeah, so my company, I do online fitness and nutrition coaching. And... You can't ask Rod for a referral because he doesn't know what I do really and he doesn't obey it anyway. But uh, I basically just do online coaching if somebody needs you know, workouts or nutrition stuff or whatever it happens to be. And I have clients all over North America, which is great. How can they get a hold of you? They can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Serena, or they can Facebook message me, obviously through the show. You'll be able to find, find my stuff there. Okay, thank you for that. And uh, the comments on myself. So David in Winnipeg writes in, as we talk about these NHL teams and what would you do? And it's interesting, even though they're on a roll, he says, Serena, if I may touch on the Jets... With how the Jets are playing these last 10 games, do you think Coach Rick Bonus still has his hand in the team, even though he's away dealing with family issues? His wife had the stroke, of course, and Scott Arneal has a hold of the team with him on this hot stretch. They won last night their fourth in a row in Tampa in overtime. They're coming into Sunrise Friday. He's asking how much Bonus has got to do with the team while he's away. What do you think? 100%. Absolutely. That's his team. Just because he physically needs to be with his family, which is completely understandable. He is where he should be right now. There's still guaranteed daily Zoom calls, text messages, all that kind of stuff. Is He's just, he's, he's, that's his team. He's the coach. He knows that he's responsible. You don't become a coach just for fun. You become a coach because it's ingrained in you. It's ingrained in you to help people and to guide people to do those things. You don't just walk away from that like it's you quit your job at Burger King. It's not like that. So I absolutely feel that he's got, he's got a lot to do with it still. I think it's a great question. Um, it is. Mm -hmm. I've, I've been around sports a real long time, and our guest analysts that come on here you know, reference that. As have you. Decades, as a matter of fact. If, if you add it up, it's almost 40 years between the Pats and the Riders. And almost without exception, 
the head coach and his assistants are lockstep. You know what I mean? I would have a very tough time. They're, not, they're there for that reason. You wouldn't have a guy on your staff you didn't trust, you know? And um, that's why I just think they work well together. Everybody was talking about the virtues of Rick Bonus going back to last year. He's done a tremendous job, and I just think Scott Arneal's continued it and will be more than uh, welcoming when Rick Bonus comes back. Jenna checks in and says, uh, good morning from Southern California. Hello, Jenna. By the way, everybody was excited last night. Serena wasn't at the Panthers game, but I was sitting with Junie and Bill Lindsay in between periods, and Bill pulled his phone out, and he goes, how about this Zach Benson kid? This Zach Benson scored for Buffalo, his first goal. Everybody's talking about it. It was between the legs goal. What a goal to have for your first career NHL goal. Little Zach Benson. And it kind of showed you, Serena, although you weren't there last night, but Billy goes, where did he play junior? And I said, Winnipeg. He was, his numbers were almost as good as a rookie as Bernard's. But Bernard got all the pub, and Zach got none. And Zach is a tremendous hockey player. And, and, and it just showed me that NHL people don't rest necessarily pay attention to what's going on in junior, not in the media positions. Agree or disagree? Completely agree. The only reason anybody down here knows who Connor Bernard is is because the NHL's been shoving it down everybody's throat. Nobody talked about Zach Benson. Nobody's talking about those things. I feel like there are a lot of players in Buffalo that are getting lost in the shuffle that because everybody, no one cares about Buffalo. That's kind of the thing that goes along. And I just feel like there's so many players there that no one's paying attention to them or really giving them enough credit. And again, it's because the league decides who their next poster child is going to be. And that's why they're pushing it. You know, we saw when Chicago was here last week, the amount of people standing around the glass trying to get photos of Bedard. I'm like, they probably never even seen him play before this moment. It's just, it's just the way the league is. And Zach Benson is incredibly talented, as are a lot of younger guys in their first, second, maybe third year, like even Adam Fantilli. He's playing in no man's land where everybody seems to get lost. And he's an incredibly talented hockey player, but they're not getting the glory because it's all going to one player. And in the case of Zach Benson, it's always been that way. Shoot, he's from Chilliwack. Him and Bedard are the same age. And I think he's just getting used to it. And I, he, would, he wouldn't be human if he wasn't upset by the lack of publicity, but he's just doing his thing. And, I'm, and I know Buffalo is very happy to have him, just like Winnipeg was. Randy from Winnipeg writes in, and he says, that Benson goal was awesome. It really was. And I love that kid, and we've had him on this show. Jay in Winnipeg says, nice hands. Yeah, he's going to be in the NHL for a long time. Serena, while we have you here, I think you and I both like that stat, that U.S. Thanksgiving playoff cutoff line. If you're in the playoffs at the U.S. Thanksgiving, 80% of the teams that do are in will make the playoffs. 20% won't. If I go through the standings right now today, would you tell me if you think they'll make the playoffs or not? Would you be cool with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll start with this area where we reside, the Atlantic Division. Boston won, and they did school the Panthers last night. Last night, big one. Uh, 3-1. Boston, Florida, Tampa. 1-2-3 in those Atlantic standings. They all going to make it? Yeah. Metropolitan, Rangers, Capitals, Hurricanes, in that order. They all going to make it? Oh, I would say probably. It depends with Washington. Sometimes you never know. You never know with Washington. And Carolina can always go back and forth. They're always steady. But one of the two of those may not make it. I, I don't think so, though. I think they'll, they'll all be in there. Uh, by the way, I should say that I, I have to think that Boston will make it on the Atlantic side. I'll give my picks. So I think they all will there. And in the Metropolitan, I don't think the Capitals are going to make it. I have them picked to miss the playoffs, but I could be wrong. And the wild card holders, believe it or not, are Toronto and Detroit. And Toronto's 10-5-2. and two. That's a great record. That's the same record as the Winnipeg Jets. And nobody's complaining about the Leafs right now. Toronto and Detroit. Do you think they're going to make it or not? 
Toronto, yes. Detroit, that'll be tough. I agree. And then all these teams are out right now. Do you see one or two that'll climb in? And this is in order of standings. Philadelphia Flyers, Islanders, Penguins, Sabres, Canadians, Devils, Senators, Blue Jackets. One thing I never do is count Pittsburgh out. Never. They have a solid team uh, still to this day after winning a Stanley Cup however many years ago with some of the same guys. I never count Pittsburgh out. Nothing would surprise me with them. But other than that, yeah, it's always tough to say. There may be some. But Pittsburgh, if there's going to be like a dark horse from now till then, that would be my pick. By the way, checking in, Mark Peterson, photographer of the PA Raiders. I love that guy. Says, big Zach Benson fan. I loved watching him play in the Western Hockey League. Didn't we all? Now, it gets real fun when we go over to the Western Conference and we play this little game of who's going to make it and who isn't. The Central Division, Dallas 1, Colorado 2, Winnipeg 3. They going to make it or not? Yes. I say that with some slight hesitation. Agreed. With Colorado, you never know what they're going to do. Same thing with Winnipeg. There's going to be a yeah, mix Dallas up. There's going to be a little rolling. mix up. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas not rolling. included. Pacific, Vegas, Vancouver, LA. If anybody doesn't make it, well, I don't know. I mean, if Vancouver. It's hard to say because the path that they're on right now, the trajectory would indicate that they're an extremely experienced team that's been playing together for a long time. They got a lot of big superstars, but the reality is they don't. So if something happens, it wouldn't surprise me if Vancouver didn't make the playoffs. And the wildcard teams are St. Louis and Seattle. Either, both, or neither going to make it. Well, Seattle pounded San Jose last night, but that's, I mean, that's San Jose. They're also struggling too. And Seattle, man, maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. And we wind it up on this. And this is the fun thing. These are the teams that are out of the playoffs right now in the West. Anaheim, Arizona, Calgary, Nashville, Minnesota, Edmonton, Chicago, and San Jose. Any of them get a jump up and make the playoffs? I think you can look at teams like Edmonton, Minnesota. There was somebody else you said. You just never know because Minnesota, for some reason, they're always that first round playoff team. They always manage to squeak their way in. Usually they have a strong enough team to do it. It's not like they're fluking their way in. Edmonton absolutely has a strong enough team to do it. It's just whether or not they're going to turn it around. So other teams like... You know, we, we know like Montreal is probably not going to make the playoffs. You know that some of these other teams like San Jose is just struggling because that's the phase that they're in right now. But what's going on with Edmonton is an anomaly. It's very strange. So they, you know, depending on what they do in their next, let's say, 10 to 15 games is probably going to tell the course of it. Okay, Clark, do we have uh, Sean Lemon ready to go? Okay. Okay, he's not in yet, so in the minute we have left, can we round this up or where we started? If you were running the Edmonton Oilers, if you owned them, what would you do right now to turn this thing around? I'm not, I'm, I honestly don't know. I mean, you can't, what, what are they going to do, fire Ken Holland? That's not going to solve any of the problems. But you know, I was thinking about this yesterday or something. When the Oilers were down the last time they were in the Stanley Cup final against Carolina, and they lost, and they were going back to Carolina for game five, and they were down three games to one. And those players were coming off the ice, and they were dejected. There was a bad vibe. And the Oilers fans started the Let's Go Oilers chant. And it was loud, and it was intense. And the Oilers were one game away from losing the Stanley Cup. And I think that that lifted the players up. And I think that's what needs to happen again. When Edmonton goes back from this road trip, they need to know that their fans are behind them. Oilers fans don't give up on it. 
someone's gonna, I just said the other day, like we haven't burned the city down yet, but it's coming close. But they need to get back to that mentality of, we have a fan base that believes in us. So let's fight, cause they're not getting, they're not getting motivated by anything else. Even losing isn't motivating them enough. Thank you, Serena. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Sean Lemon scheduled in next of the Grey Cup champion Montreal Alouettes. We got a sports update coming up and audience takeover, always spicy. We're live on the Game Plus TV network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Happy U.S. Thanksgiving to those who observe. That's what we're doing today. We've been talking a lot of hockey, of course, because the NFL fans have vacated to watch the triple header. And uh, coming up on the sports update, we'll talk about the NFL's first ever Black Friday game coming your way involving the Dolphins tomorrow. But we're going to talk CFL now. Now we can accurately say three-time Grey Cup champion Sean Lemon of the Montreal Alouettes joins us, the 35-year-old from Charleston, South Carolina. If the party has stopped out there in Montreal, congratulations, Lemonator. How are you doing, my Thank friend? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. I party so much, my logo's off my hat now. Right there in the front. <laughs> Wore it right off. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure they won't have a problem finding you another one. Sean, would you please take me back to Saturday and then moving forward to now? Recap it for me, please. Oh, to Saturday. This is what you said before the Great Cup. The uh, day before the game. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday. We had like a walkthrough, team walkthrough, team meeting. You know, guys got up and spoke. I'm sure you guys heard Cody's speech. And it was like, honestly, I was I was in tears just listening to it. I was in tears because I, I felt everything that he was saying. And I relate to that, of, you know, a guy that has to continuously prove himself. But that's just sports. And, you know, you got to prove yourself in life as well. But it just hit home with me. And then, you know, I'm just super, super happy and thankful to be a part of everything. Um, and then the game Sunday, it was just a lot of adversity in the game, just like with our season and just with life. So um, at halftime, we just, you know, came together and realized, like, yo, we've played our worst first half, you know, and we still got a chance to win this game. We're on the one-yard line. And you're going to let one yard one yard stop you away from, you know, you know, your hopes and dreams. And we just put everything together, and they just finished the game the right way. And it's it's been a big nonstop party from after that, from the locker room. Locker room, Hamilton locker room is probably, they're probably going to smell the champagne on the ceiling <laughs> when camp starts. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we've just been partying and celebrating ever since. Well, talk about your road. We all know the Fajardo road well. And I do want to, I want to clarify something. My predictions are always wrong. I'm a terrible better. So when I want a team to win, I pick the other team. That's a fact. No, 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 no. That's, that's one thing. That's one thing. How about and that? the God, I picked against Montreal every game this in the playoffs because I want Cody to win. And number two, the comment that only a team quarterback by God couldn't even beat Toronto was based on all the stats. The stats were all lined up in the Argos' favor. They're 16-2, and two, set a franchise record for turnover ratio, plus 27. They haven't lost at home all year. I'm saying not even – that's all I was saying. But I was pulling for you guys, a if that means a anything A franchise now. record with turnovers? They have a franchise plus 27, they were. The Argos were. They set a record plus 27, and then turn it over nine times in the game. Yeah, I think we finished with more than them, though, if we count playoffs and stuff. But, hey. For their 
coming out of the regular season, plus 27, okay. is an Argos franchise record. Yes. Oh, okay. So, anyways, we're familiar with the Fajardo story, but but yours. I mean, this year, third Grey Cup, I guess it doesn't get to be old hat, but is this more special than the others for you? Most definitely, it feels just at the top of it, uh, anything I've ever done in my sports career. Just, you know, dealing with the year that I've dealt with and had to go through. And, you know, not making any excuses, just putting my head down and working. Just, you know, taking a chance on an opportunity here in Montreal and things working out, things aligning. Just goes off to the passion, the perseverance, and the work that I put in in the offseason. So I'm more super, super more proud of this one because of how it had to be done. Is your throat gone? Is your voice, like, just shot? My voice is pretty shot. Pretty shot. You, can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I feel bad making you talk. I, will, I won't no, keep it's... you too much longer, but I... Yeah, I want you to tell the good stories, and obviously we're following yours, but everybody's crediting not only Cody's play and a lot of guys on offense we don't really know, but the signing of you and Sankey midseason as the season went along is the reason they won the Grey Cup. Can you talk about what you guys brought to the defense, you two? Well, first I want to start with Coach Noel Thorpe. I feel like he doesn't get enough credit in this league uh, as a coordinator, as the game plans that he put together. Like, the game plans are very, very detailed. I think he's a name that, of course, I would love for him to, to, to be, you know, you know, coordinator in Montreal, you know, whether I'm, if I'm here or not. But um, he, he's a name that should be floating around to be a head coach in this league. He, uh, you know, the game plans he put together from the players that he, we have on our defense, arguably we're the best defense in the league. And look at the success we've been constantly getting better. And the crazy thing is we haven't even played together for a full season yet, full year yet. So, um, yeah, but I do feel like the, the addition of myself and Darnell Sankey added to an already great defense with leadership and, you know, confidence and swagger. And I feel like that's what, you know, helped us take over top. Well, there's very much, there's very much a feeling of this was a stick-it-to-the-haters win. So it's not just Alouette's fans that were celebrating for you guys. It was anybody that would like to stick it where the sun doesn't shine of their haters because you guys all did it. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely, you know, you just look at the go down the list of the guys. You start with uh, Jason Moss, a guy who was fired in Saskatchewan. Cody, no one wanted him. They didn't want him there. Uh, myself, uh, not being on the team. Darnell Sankey, uh, not being on the team. Uh, Avery Ellis not signed to a team in training camp. Just a whole bunch of like our team. It just embraces that persona and that DNA of the underdog. And, you know, we're confident and it fuels us. So we go out and we play for one another because the guy next to you is the same underdog as you. So, you know, we uh, we embrace it. We embrace it. And look at no, Coach Noel Thorpe. He was um, fired as a defensive coordinator in uh, Edmonton. So, like I said, we just embrace the underdog mentality. Good for you. It's inspirational. It, it very much is. And, I mean, I obviously follow you on social media. You said that Wednesday's parade yesterday was, would you say, one of the most unbelievable things you've ever seen in your life? Never, or like, never seen that, anything like that. Why did that take you by so, yeah, why did that take you so much by surprise? It's just so many fans because I've won uh, two other, well, two other great cups before. We've had parades and it didn't look like that. The energy there, you see passionate fans crying hugging us and just so excited for everything going on. And we didn't have an actual parade, the other two great cups. We just had more of a rally. It was a decent number, but this was jam-packed, street to street, jam-packed. And we're thinking, like, after the parade, like, well, as soon as we get to the pep rally, there's not going to be anybody there. There's a whole bunch of new people there at the parade, jammed back front to back, and people that were walking from the actual parade or walking down to the rally. And I just never seen anything like it. It's just so much fun. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you guys had a blast. I know it's a tremendous CFL town, a sort of unheralded CFL town. But one thing about Montreal, they don't care. They're just used to doing their own thing. <laughs> they don't care what anybody thinks. And I also know you don't either. So, Sean, uh, congrats again. Enjoy it. And uh, look forward to following you wherever you are in 2024. Thank you, guys. I promise you my voice will be a whole lot better the next time we talk. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Thanks, Sean. The lemonade. You're going to need some lemon tea. Yeah, you betcha. The three-time Great Cup champion, Sean Lemon, joining us.
We'll be back with overtime right after this, live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, we're back, and it's overtime brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes. I was like, are they still alive? I hadn't heard from them for a while, and then boom, 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 they filled up my DMs, Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary just yesterday with all kinds of photos from teams going in there, families. It's the place to go. Call ahead, book your lane at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary where skill and fun collide. Take my word for it. It is an amusement park for hockey enthusiasts. 28th Street Northeast in Calgary. Look them up. Overtime Hockey Lanes. Just before we get to a sports update from the text line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. I'll read a few texts and then do the sports update and then come back. This was before Serena came on. Jim in Balgoni Sask writes in and he says, seat belts on, trays secured in an upright position. Get ready, here comes Serena. Approved. She was not that, it was, it was not Hurricane Serena today. And I mean, it is what it is. The orders have lost a million in a row. She's in a not great mood. Affects, and if, the orders play affects my life. Because she's not in a great mood and upset at the orders. But she was not like, she was just the way she feels right. She's like all of them, fans, lost. Just like the team, lost. Get over it. Richard in Edmonton, when asked what the orders should do, he writes in and says, dump nurse. We're asking all the um, fans of all teams what you think your team should do if they're struggling. That's what we're asking today on this U.S. Thanksgiving edition of the show. Twisted Mike writes in and says, the riders need to clean out the board of directors. They're not football people. They wouldn't know if a football is filled with air or feathers. We need football people. We need football people at the top like former players. That's the problem. Yeah, well, that's never going to happen, Mike. But we can sit and talk about it till the cows come home. And I think a lot of you will. Ron in Calgary says, ask Serena if McDavid and Dreisaitl are gone when their contracts are up. I'll tell you this. She'll say she doesn't know because she doesn't know, but she has addressed that before. She said, based on two of her favorite Oilers of all time, leaving Wayne Gretzky and Ryan Smith, history will indicate that those two will be gone. That's her answer. I shouldn't speak for her, but because she's not here right now, I will. Brian in Bosager, Manitoba, writes in and says, Good day, RP squad. Great to see and hear from Serena. Need to have at least a weekly segment for her on the RP show. Well, sure. But, Brian, I will invite you to check out the Cats and Bolts podcast. You can follow it through my social media. Her and I host a weekly podcast on the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's going great guns, so you can find her there. But we'll try and get her on here as much as possible. But she's a busy gal, very busy with Eat Fitness. Kirk in Toronto writes in and says uh, he's watching on Game Plus. He says, losing makes you look disconnected. Being from the GTA, Connor McDavid would love to play for the Leafs or Sabres. Okay. Has he ever said that, or you're just assuming that? I'm not arguing. This is for tomorrow's Football Friday. Same guy, Kirk, says it looks like the maritime expansion is all but dead with the CFL. Now looking at Quebec City for a fifth Eastern team. For fun, could you or Moose come up with a nickname? Let's do that tomorrow. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. But tomorrow on a Football Friday. What will be the name of the Quebec City team? In the Canadian Football League. Would it be the Nordique? Or are we going to save that for when the NHL returns to Quebec City? 
That'll happen around the time the writers replace the board of directors with football people or anybody else. Sports update, breaking news on this Thursday. The Saskatchewan Rush have named Ryan Keenan as the third captain in club history. Keenan has spent his entire six-year NLL career in green while helping the team capture the 2018 league championship against Rochester. The offseason brought on drastic changes in the lineup, only leaving three players from the Rush's last NLL championship team in 2018. They take on the Calgary Roughnecks in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan this weekend in preseason play. More breaking news. Chicago Blackhawks forward Taylor Hall will have right knee surgery, likely sidelining the 2018 NHL MVP for the rest of the season. The team placed Hall and forward Andreas Athanasiu on injured reserve today. It's not a stretch to say the Black Friday game between the Miami Dolphins and New York Jets is Amazon's Super Bowl. Not only does it mean an additional game on Prime Video that Amazon hopes to make into a yearly tradition, but it comes on the busiest shopping day of the year. Dolphins, Jets, Friday, Black Friday. Hans Schroeder, the executive vice president of NFL Media, said the league had been exploring the possibility of adding a game on Black Friday for a while. The Thanksgiving Day triple header has been among the most watched games during the regular season the past two years. Adding a Black Friday game gives the NFL another day to take over. Combine it with airing on Amazon, and it was a match made in football and commerce heaven. We'll deal with that tomorrow. Sports updates brought to you by Landmark Cinemas, In Theaters Now, Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, starring Rachel Zegler and Tom Blythe. And brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. Well, a big thank you to Serena Taylor. Thank you to John Liu, Sean Lemon, the Lemonator. I felt like he kind of wanted to give me the gears for my God statement or picking against the Alouettes, but we're too good of friends to do that. But Sean Lemon, now a three-time Grey Cup champion in that stick-it-to-the-haters Grey Cup championship by the Montreal Alouettes. I feel like any of us that's wanted to stick it to haters really felt that win for the Montreal Alouettes in the Grey Cup. And uh, we'll be getting Cody Fajardo on the air soon. Football Friday tomorrow. It'll be fantastic. NFL, CFL, Canadian football. See you then. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.